the Small Queendom Podcast, episode 33. Hey, welcome back to the Small Queendom Podcast. This is Leah Graham, the host. If you're new around here, Here on the podcast, we're all about helping you move the needle from surviving to thriving so you can curate a beautiful daily queendom. We're all about having fun with personal development and actually helping us move into emotional wellness and wholeness. But you know what? We're also just about talking about life and the way we live it and all that great lifestyle stuff. This is actually part two of an interview that I did with Jackie Ritz. The first part is episode 32. And um, I do want to mention um, for courtesy and possible trigger warning for um, those people who have gone through a difficult time, Jackie and I do talk about miscarriage in our experience here, uh, but we generally move to um, more of the uh, structure function issues of the body and we dive into something called MTHFR, which you may or may not have awareness of. Um, so I do want you to know that we talk about that subject and, and then about halfway through, we actually talk about her latest project, which is really great. You're definitely going to want to check it out, her new home apothecary book. So you're going to love it. We go into our quick fire questions and also, of course, play Small Queendom Mash. If you enjoy this episode or if you think it would be helpful for a friend who has gone through a hard time or just looking for answers um, in their body and they don't know about MTHFR, this might be really helpful for them. All right, without any further ado, let's get to part two with my talk with Jackie. One reason I wanted to have you on is because we do have something in common and it's a little bit of a tougher subject um, to talk about sometimes. And um, I I hope that maybe we can open it up. I I haven't really talked about it uh, very openly myself, but I have two children as well. And unfortunately, I have experienced uh, two miscarriages. So sometimes I'll look Mm -hmm. at my children, maybe you do the same. They're out in the yard running around building a snowman or playing together or just sitting at the dining room table. And I think, wow, there's two more children that are not here. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you wouldn't mind maybe uh, sharing a little bit about your experience. Yeah, for sure. So I have two children and then I have had three miscarriages. Mm -hmm. So I, of course, I mean, it was one of them was devastating. I mean, they're all devastating. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know that, but there, I was about 12 weeks along with one of them and it literally was probably the hardest thing I have ever gone through. Um, in fact, one of my most popular blog posts is my natural miscarriage. And I shared my story of how I naturally miscarried. I opted out of the DNC, went home, um, and knew that within the next week that it was going to happen. And sure enough, within four days, I miscarried. And it was, I think because of that, I, and being able to have my baby in that way, you know, I was able to, we were able to bury him. I believe it was a boy. 
um, we were able to just, it, it just was almost like a closure of that, of that space for me. Um, it was really, really hard to go through, but it caused me to really look at, is there something going on in my body? And a lot of times there's not, you know, we miscarry for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want any of your people listening to this thinking that they have something wrong with them. I mean, this is just, mm -hmm. right. It's part of motherhood. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't always know the reasons why it happens. And, um, but I was on a, I, I wanted to figure out what was going on. And so I had read an article online on MTHFR and uh, MTHFR is a gene, uh, specifically it's a gene that um, it holds the recipe for this really long word that I'm not going to say. Maybe I'll try methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. Ooh, there you it. go. That was amazing. So it's an enzyme that helps our body convert um, vitamin B9, which, which is also known as folate, into its usable form. And so this whole process is called methylation. And so if you have a, a, you know, a MTHFR gene that is functioning properly, then it's very efficient at helping your body and your baby get the proper amount of folate that they need. And so we know, right, when we don't take folate as a pregnant woman, yes, it's a big issue. Yes. So if you have this MTHFR mutation, what happens is, is that you are not converting that um, folate into methylfolate and you're, there's a loss of function. And so I have a mutation where I have about a 50% loss of that function. And so I learned that after my, you know, my second miscarriage and doing a, a blood test that you can buy online for a dollar, uh, $199. But that really showed me, well, maybe this is what is going on. You know, maybe I'm not processing this fully and my baby's not getting it. And I still don't know if that was the case or not, but it really helped confirm some things and some answers for my own body moving forward. And then, of course, it opened the door for us learning, well, if my husband has it, sure enough, my husband actually has a 70% loss of function. Oh, wow. So do my kids? Yeah. So my kids obviously have it. And so that really helps us know, well, how can we supplement our kids the right way? How can we feed our kids the right way? They're not supposed to have any folic acid, you know, and folic and acids and everything. It's in everything, especially, I mean, we try to minimize the amount of processed food, but you know, it still is there if they go to the grandparents' house or whatever, but especially food mm -hmm. that's focused towards children, there's so much folic yeah. acid in it. Cereals and oatmeal and even flour puts mm -hmm. it in it. So you have to be very careful about what you're buying. Bread, it's in almost every yes. bread. So you just have to be very careful. And so it really opened the door for, you know, me learning more about myself and then also my family and then moving forward in health. You know, how can we move forward in health and make sure that we, because of this, we still thrive, you know, and our health is still top notch. I think that was so well explained. And, you know, one thing I try to bring up is that our body gives us clues. And so maybe the MTHFR was or was not a contributing factor you know, losing a child is a clue that something wasn't functioning right in the body, mm -hmm. you know? So right. I'm at kind of at my beginning journey of figuring out how to properly support my body because I also have 
a form of MTHFR. And I also have a form of MTRR, which has to do with B12. Uh, So I deal with a lot of fatigue, um, mood swings, and digestive issues that are related to that. And so I'm kind of at my beginning journey, but again, knowing going forward um, that my daughter most likely has those issues, it is empowering as a mother to be like, this is how I'm going to be able to support her as she grows into adolescence and childbearing ages, you know? Um, Well, knowledge is everything. A lot of times we don't want to accept the truth or even look at the truth and know the truth. We just want to live through life being oblivious because we feel like that's going to make it all better but it's not, I mean, it's, it's not going to. And so once you address these things head on, you can create a plan and you can be healthier than you were before. Like I feel so much healthier than I was before because I'm taking the right things. I'm eating the right things that are truly, truly nourishing my body. And so you have to address these things head on instead of just kind of like, ah, whatever you're like, that's for that crunchy mama or you know, all the hippies are doing that. I'm not going to do that. You have to realize like th- there's no longer this culture of being crunchy or hippie. I feel like it's going away because I agree now people, yeah, people are realizing like, you know what, dude, like my healthcare sucks. Like I'm going downhill, something's not right. And they're looking for these other options. And so it's very, very normal. Everyone I talk to knows about essential oils. Everyone I talk to knows about elderberry syrup. Everyone I talk to knows about, you know, drinking tea for your health. It's just normal now. Taking so, probiotics. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Taking probiotics. Now it's something that we do because 80% of our health originates in our gut. And so if we can keep that healthy, then our whole body will be healthy. All right, Jackie, it's official. I'm totally crowning you the DIY queen. <laughs> And I love that you mentioned that your beginning uh, recipes way back in the day weren't any good because now they are amazing. And you've recently released the Home Apothecary ebook and it is chock full of, I'm not just saying this people, it, they are wonderful recipes. I'm, I recently got the book and I've been scrolling through like deciding what I'm going to make first. So tell us about the book. It is amazing. Yeah, so it's called the Home Apothecary Home Crafted Recipes Using Herbs and Essential Oils. It's over 80 recipes that you can craft yourself using common ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, um, you know, beeswax, essential oils. You can make so many things with just those recipes. So I wrote the book because I wanted people to really start realizing how fun, how easy, and how frugal it is to make their own recipes. And, and so many people don't want to buy organic lotion from the store. You know, so many people don't want to buy the expensive, you know, green cleaner that you can literally make for like 10 cents. Yes. So that is what I did. I just created a collaboration of some of the things that I do around my own home and shared it with the world. And so many people have loved it. I've sold over a thousand copies of it that we had to put it into print. And so it's being printed this week. And so people who have pre-ordered the book are going to receive a hard copy as well. So we did put it into a hard copy form. So what would you say is one of your favorite recipes that you put in the book? That's like picking my favorite essential oil. I can't really do it. Um, I can give you like my top three favorite. Would that be okay? Absolutely. So mushroom hot chocolate. 
Ooh. Probably up there pretty high. You know, mushroom chocolate and coffee is like the new thing. But if it you don't really spend, is. Yeah. So if you don't want to spend like $20, you can make your own for like a dollar. Um, no well, way. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Once you gather the ingredients, you know, it only takes about a dollar to make. So um, I love that, especially right now in the winter months, it's just so nourishing. And so I make it with reishi powder, um, mushroom powder, but you can make it with any kind of mushroom powder that you want and no, you don't taste it. So that's the good thing about mixing it with cocoa is that it kind of masks that really bitter, earthy flavor um, of the mushroom. My second one is probably my uh, quickie fire cider recipe. So fire cider is a, it's a infused vinegar tonic that is used when you are feeling like you're getting the sniffles or you have a cold coming on. Um, it's very spicy. So it's got um, ginger in it. It's got onions in it. It's got jalapenos, horseradish, turmeric into an apple cider vinegar base. And you take a shot of it and it literally drains your sinuses right after you take a shot of it. It's incredible. I can't um, wait to make that one. Yeah, it's weirdly invigorating and addicting. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and then the, probably the last one is elderberry syrup. I am a elderberry syrup holic, and we actually grow our own elderberries because I'm so addicted to it. So we get about five gallons of elderberries every single year. Wow. And yeah, we make about a couple gallons of elderberry syrup. And elderberry syrup is so great, especially now, you know, during the winter months, it's so, it's an immune boosting tonic that is incredible at just even coating, like when you put it into a cough syrup-like base, because you're mixing it with honey, it coats your um, throat and your respiratory system. And so it's a great one for kids to take, because they're not going to take fire cider, but it's a great one to give your kids when... Um, you know, we up the dose when they're not feeling so well, but we continually give them a little bit every day during the winter season. That's awesome. I want to ask you, because you are an herbalist and an essential oil lover, can you uh, basically tell us the difference between when you would want to use an herb and when you would want to use an essential oil? Mm -hmm. Totally. It's so funny because sometimes I grab for both, you know, so there's times when you do want to use both, like if you're not feeling so good. You know, one of the best things somebody can do is drink a cup of tea, you know, herbal tea. And that's the whole herb that you're using. Um, I love using whole herbs when I'm cooking too. I mean, we can use essential oils when we cook, but I, I sometimes love just using the whole herb, you know, or making a pesto with lemon balm or mm -hmm. um, chickweed pesto is so good. And that's a weed that grows out in everyone's backyard. So we can incorporate herbs into cooking and into like our tea routine. Um, I'm not big on using tinctures. I don't use a lot of tinctures. And I think that's the, one of the biggest reasons why is because I have my essential oils, Okay. you know, so I use the essential oils internally. If we're not feeling so well, we'll take some on guard tea. We'll put a drop with our, our tea, our real like echinacea tea and I mean, you're getting the double dose right there. You're getting the best of both worlds. And I don't think they are in competition with each other. I don't think they're fighting each other for attention. Um, herbs are oils, but they have been crafted into these awesome little bottles that we can take everywhere and they're readily available and great for us to use on the go. So I love both for both their purposes, Leah. <laughs> Thank you.
right, let's play a quick game. You want to? Yes, let's play. Okay, so I'm calling it MASH. Do you remember when you were 11 years old yes. and you went to a sleepover and played MASH? Okay, uh -huh. so let's play a little bit of MASH. So tell me, this, but this is a little small queendom version. What would be a dream dwelling or type of home? Obviously, you have your farmhouse. That can be one of them, but maybe something a little bit more creative. And we'll pick hmm. three. So my dream home would probably be a tiny house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> probably a place on the beach in Thailand. Maybe a cabin out in the middle of nowhere with no internet. But then I'll <laughs> okay. hate life after, like, I'll be done with that after six months. <laughs> Give me a uh, three possible like dream claim to fames. New York bestseller, number one health and uh, wellness blogger on the internet. Oh, that third one is killing me. I I like I'm capped out after two. I need to dream better. I guess. I don't know, Leah. That's okay. You can come back to it, or you can just do two. All okay. right. Let, all right. Here's a fun one. You gotta pick three. If you could turn a guilty pleasure or a junk food into a superfood, which ones? Three. Pizza. Beer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> one more. That's my nemesis. Pizza and beer. Um, one more. Um, oh, fried chicken and gravy on top. <laughs> okay. An exotic location to travel to. You already said Thailand. I did. That's because I lived there for a year. So I'm kind of, you know, I favorite it. Fiji is Australia. Sure. One. I lived there too and I loved it. So I would you move did? back. I did for six months. I backpacked and just kind of traveled and we did a, um, I was part of a school that I was, I was in for six months. It was awesome. Loved it. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Then last one, this is just for fun as well. Uh, a dream brand collaboration. I'm really digging Rachel Hollis right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digging the gold digger podcast, Jenna Kutcher. There you go. Uh, and then maybe Brendan, Bouchard. what's his last name? Bouchard? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love okay. Them. All right. Let me get your results. Okay. Are you ready for your results? I am. All right, Jackie. So you are going to live in a tiny home in Fiji. Ooh. You're going to enjoy fried chicken and gravy because it's a superfood. <laughs> I hope they have that over there. And after collaborating with Jenna Kutcher, you're going to go on <laughs> to write a New York Times bestselling book. Yay! Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> That's like a dream board uh, version of your life. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for doing that. That was okay. fun. All right, just a couple last quick fire questions before we go. Right now, what is on your nightstand or your audible cue uh, that you're either listening and enjoying or about to listen to? I'm reading Dare to Lead right now. And then I've recently started the Bible Project, Read the Bible in a Year. So both of those books are on my nightstand. Wonderful. All right, what essential oil have you been reaching for lately? Everything tangerine. That I like put that on my Instagram the other page. I was like, why am I loving tangerine right now? Somebody who's into like all this emotional stuff needs to tell me. Uh, I think it, I can't remember tangerine's exact, but it's probably something about creativity and abundance. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. Tangerine that. is 
also so good for the liver and it also is very good. Um, it's one of the highest in D-limonene, I believe. All right, what was the last thing you Amazon primed? So the last thing I Amazon Prime was uh, these pens that erase, like game changer. Because I am a planner. I love writing down in my planner, but I hate making mistakes. So they are called Pilot Friction Erasable Pens. They are awesome. Uh, I think Spring loves those pens. <laughs> All right, you already told us your advice to, younger, to your younger self. Um, so instead, do you have an intention or a word for this year? I do. It's called consistency. Isn't that boring? But that is what I need. Mm, that's good. Yep. That's Consistent. Great. That is my, that is my word for the year. That's great. And how are you practicing that? I am like doing all the things that I hate doing. And then I'm doing more of the things that I love doing. So, um, in fact, on my Instagram and Facebook, I have a little thing I'm doing right now is 14 days of Jackie's daily rituals. Yes. And so I'm just, I'm just creating these habits that make me stay consistent. So I hate checking my email. I hate checking my text messages. You know, I, I hate it, but I'm making sure that at least once a day that I'm doing those things because I need to, you know, you have to do those things. So I'm just creating those habits and habits don't ever become like automatic. Okay. Let's just like say that right now. You always are going to have to be working on your habits. And so it's just a constant struggle, especially because I'm such a go lucky, hate the same thing, hate the mundane kind of thing. It's really hard for me to be consistent. I start things all the time that I don't finish. And so this year I'm not doing that at all. Everything I start, I'm going to finish. Oh, Jackie, this has been wonderful. Can you tell us uh, everyone how that they can find you after this? Sure. So we are pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm on Facebook, The Paleo Mama, M-A-M-A. Um, -A -A. I'm on Instagram as well. YouTube, we have a vlog that we post videos every week. Um, and then, of course, you can go to my website, thepaleomama.com. Thank you so much, Jackie. You're welcome. Isn't Jackie just great? Be sure to check out all the show notes for the links, the items that we mentioned. And hey, if you like the podcast, leave us a review over on iTunes. I'd be so appreciative. And that's all I have for now. So stay strong, be kind. Bye.